0: Hi there, this is Sherry Lee Myers. Welcome to How to Connect with Angels. We believe that no matter what, every person has the unconditional love and help of angels, our messengers from God. But we have to be willing to believe, and we have to be willing to ask. That's what our film, The Glitch, that we are shooting here in New Orleans is all about, with the help of some amazing music and talent. If you're curious, visit us at theglitchmovie.com and take a look. But now, right now, let's talk to someone who's devoted to helping us make a divine connection. Candy Huff established Angel Healing House after an angelic walk-in experience in 2003. As an author, writer, Reiki master, host of Angel Healing House radio TV, and inspirational speaker... Her mission is to help others connect to their divine, eternal natures. Through Angel Healing House, Candy is a published author of three channeled books, Angels of Faith, based on her two near-death experiences, One True Home, Behind the Veil of Forgetfulness, based on five of her most important past lives and the lessons learned in the afterlife, and thirdly, her incredible autobiography, I Am an Angelic Walk-In. Candy Hoff's weekly Angel Healing House program can be heard in over 120 countries and watched on Facebook Live TV on Transformation Talk Radio. I am so thrilled to be speaking with you Candy Hoff. Candy Hoff, how are you today? I'm well.
1: I'm extremely well. Every day is extraordinary. Oh, you have such an
0: extraordinary Story to share, such extraordinary abilities to share. Please, just let's lay it out for everyone right now. What you're doing here?
1: What are you doing here on Earth right now? Okay, Um, I decided to incarnate back to the Earth plane on January 11th of 2003. I am an angelic Uh, walk-in. I am Angel R.E.L. As uh, I not took over but I helped the former soul of Claire Candy that was in the body. I helped her to go back to God with honors because she was so emotionally and physically traumatized uh, that she could not keep her light going anymore on the planet. And so uh I visited her in her dream state two and a half years before she actually decided. It's one thing to decide in theory to end a physical contract Uh physical human contract, but it's another thing to really decide to do this on a practical point of view. And uh, we decided on an inter- intersection episode, which was a deep meditation, and on January 11th, 2003, she walked out and I walked in. Uh, the reason I walked in was not just to have a happy little walk around the earth plane once again in human form, right. was. But to come back um, uh, with my mission to be able to, through different avenues, different forms, uh, help people to reconnect to their divine, eternal natures, and in this way, live heaven on earth, I live lives of ease and grace. And um, I've been pretty much doing that as I reconnected with my twin flame, nine months gestation after the walk in experience, and uh, and I bring it forth in many ways um, as an author, uh, as a healing practitioner through my business, Angel Healing House, mm-hmm. um, and also my uh, six-year Weekly Angel Healing House radio program. Um, and, uh, through when, my, no, I'm gonna stop you a
0: second. When exactly is the radio show?
1: The radio show is every Tuesday, Tuesday. at 9 a, nine a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and it's on its home of Transformation Talk Radio. Um, it used to be on Blog Talk Radio, but, uh, my angelic family, who I am a part of, is, uh, the posse of angels. Uh, they, like everything else, <laughs> uh, we can we conferred and concurred that uh, it should it should jump onto this wonderful far reaching uh, radio platform that goes out to 120 countries oh. and is and is on 100 100 <laughs> platforms. So I have I have no problem uh, following the voice of God as I did immediately upon uh, wake waking up in this body and uh, and it just leads me, not logically and rationally, it leads me with ease and grace to, to what is the greatest good for myself and the greatest good for all concerned.
0: And you have written an absolutely beautiful and honest and amazingly inspirational book called I Am an Angelic Walk-In, the Autobiography of Angel Ariel who is in the body now.
1: Yes, yes.
0: Everyone can order this book through at at your website, Angel Healing House,
1: correct? Yes, angelhealinghouse.com.
0: Completely, everyone. I read this book. I could not put it down. It is so full of inspiration. It is so full of um, wisdom and understanding, and it will blow your mind.
1: The former soul was born clairvoyant. She actually, when she stood before the Athera Council, she asked to keep her, uh, she, that was her first first uh, life that she ever lived on the physical plane and she was very scared and she thought that by keeping her uh, her clairvoyancy her psychic awareness uh, this would help her but it was a great hindrance for her she was seeing angels and fairies from her crib Uh, one of them because I have her memory and mental imprint one of the one of the things that I, I remember Uh, And she remembers Mm -hmm. is uh, when she was about, I don't know, less than two years old, holding the side of her crib and seeing angels and fairies in her room. And she was giggling and laughing and she said, oh, well, this family is very nice, but it's time for me to go back to my one true home across the veil. And the angels and fairies looked at her and said, no, no, my dear, beloved Claire Candy, we're so sorry. This is your life that you chose and you must remain here. And suddenly she was so brokenhearted and she sobbed herself to sleep knowing that she could not go back home Mm -hmm. to her one true home. Uh, This this hindered her most her life from being engaged with the earth plane. Um, In my book, Angels of Faith, uh, it's based on the former soul's two near death experiences she had when she was 5 years old and when she drowned when she was almost 15 mm-hmm. and uh and in those lives it was in order for her to, to have a taste of, of being home but having to come back was truly too much for her and she willingly closed shut down her light And so then she went – then she drew to herself somebody who was devoid of light, her abusive, controlling, uh, egotistical, um, uh, her husband. And uh, 26 years of abuse she endured um, with this man. And uh, and she didn't learn very much from that because as so many people – in abusive situations, if they don't turn the mirror back on themselves and start doing the work, and then they, uh, they'll just go from one abusive situation to another. Uh, they'll find somebody else as a substitute, and that's exactly what she did. And she got deeper and deeper and deeper into darkness, um, until, uh, she just could not find her light anymore, Cherie. And, um, and, and what was so important about each and every soul holding as much light as possible since of the harmonic convergence of 1987 um, was she was a dearth of light. I mean, she really was. She was taking away from the collective, and she wished every day to exit her contract. Um, and so mm. uh, we across the veil know how important it is to learn our lessons in hardship and adversity, and in contrast... But, uh, but this was just ongoing for, for so many years. And, uh, and so I started visiting her and I gave her that suggestion. I said, look, I said, you've been asking, you can, go- it's not like suicide, you can go up to God with honors, and I will come in and take over your responsibilities you know I will clean up your life I am very attached uh to her family I love her brothers she has three brothers uh her dad passed uh a year ago but uh wonderful relationship with uh her mother and uh, very loving and sweet and supportive and mm-hmm. kind um and so and but then I cleaned up her life and then I go on with my mission Mm-hmm. to help others and so um she lived a, a life of uh of, of you know denying who she was denying her her divine eternal nature and uh, she lost herself so much
0: weren't you her
1: guardian angel yes okay. i was i you was were her, her guardian I,
0: angel and through meditation which saved her her meditation is what allowed that Opening, right?
1: Yes, okay. exactly, exactly. Right. And and it was not only that. Um, <laughs> she started to uh, um, a friend of hers, uh, an angel herself, <laughs> an earth angel, uh, asked her if she wanted to receive massage. Now the former candy never did anything for herself. And she was, as I said, just denied, mm. gave to everybody else and denied who she was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, this massage therapist was also a Reiki practitioner. And it was through the Reiki that helped to soften that energy inside of her, make her more open and receptive to being kind with herself and allowing herself to, to release the pain that she was uh, holding on to. And so it was through the Reiki and through the meditation uh, that she was able to, to let go um and to walk out and to allow me to walk in but i think the most important part out of all of that quote uh that you um, read that is in my book um is that each and every one of us uh you know has our angelic help around us um and those that are um allow their own vibrational frequency to be on the same level as their angelic help will and if they're open, they will be. Uh, they will um, then um, be able to receive the messages very easily. But you know, there are there are certain things that uh, that often uh, angel practitioners, um, you know, those who are channel angels, say for people to do to start to work with angels. Certainly, having things like. Crystals, a clutter-free environment, beautiful sounds, a light environment—all of these are helpful. But all of this is going to be for naught because it's external, and the greatest energy we have is that which is within ourselves. Um, and uh, and I help others to take away every take away everything so that they can start to live from the divine that's inside there already there's nothing that we have to do to be more spiritual because it's in there already. We just have to, like an onion, peel away everything that is not, that is not divine. And uh, um, the five most important principles that my business, Angel Healing House, is built on Mm. helps people to raise their vibrational frequency to be on the same level as the angels who are just pure love, Forgiveness and peace and unity and acceptance. Um, and, uh, those, those five principles are the first one is to take responsibility for your life because every person, place, thing, and situation that we have ever brought to ourselves, we've contracted to do so in order for us to learn from. Now, especially the contrast, uh, Claire, uh, Claire Candy's former, um, um, her ex, her husband, was controlling, was arrogant, but it was trying to teach her to find her voice. It was trying to teach her to be independent, um, and he was one of her best teachers. Um, so when we accept responsibility, Cherie, then we, there is no blame It's easier to be a victim and uh, paint ourselves in, uh, put ourselves in a prison of our own making. We are each birds with the with the cage of the door open. It's whether we choose to understand that we're free to change our reality because we are all multidimensional beings. Uh, We all we all come from uh, from somewhere else. You know, we're million year old carbon, and we're in this human form, and we can change our thoughts, change our words, change our actions change our reality so that first one we go from fault finding and blaming to knowing knowing that is if this is happening then I co-created it to be so and it's for the greatest good of myself and it's for the greatest good of all concerned and once we live life from that then if this happens it's wonderful if this doesn't happen it's wonderful
0: yes Yes. Now, and is that so, step two, yeah. or is there are there several okay, steps so, in between? Okay, so, it
1: sure so, sounds so. Once once yes. we accept responsibility and accountability, yes. Yes. then number number two falls in pretty easy, and that's forgiveness. Uh-huh. But but we don't forgive by saying "I forgive you," because I forgive you still apportions blame. We yes. forgive by saying, "Please forgive me," and it's very different. It's very different because if we say please forgive me there's softness there's softness there's there's an olive branch there you know, feeling there's there's reaching out to that person i'm sorry please forgive me is very different from i forgive you and the two things we get from complete forgiveness is not being triggered and not being reactive anymore, which sends us back to a past, which we certainly can't, uh, can't change in any way. Yeah. And it keeps us in the present moment. And we lift the burden of unforgiveness off of our soul. And we have um, untold peace and untold happiness. It creates space in us for more love to come in. The third one is non-judgment. Uh, the, because if the only reason we would judge some something or someone is because it's reflective of what is inside of us already. Yes, It's just a reflection. And so um, even if somebody is uh, doing something which you don't believe in, they are allowed to walk their spiritual journey as they see fit. And I certainly wouldn't want anybody to judge me how I walk my journey. So yeah. it's in that art of allowance where you do not judge anything and then you become the observer. Mm-hmm. And with the observer, then you allow that space to be, be between you. You can walk your – and I bless you on your spiritual journey, whatever you choose. Mm-hmm. Because because who's to know what another person has to experience in order for their soul to grow and expand? mm mm-hmm. And then the fourth one is to put your emphasis on your gratitude and appreciation, because after love, it's probably the highest form of healing that we have available to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have infinite blessings. Um, and if we started, you know, enumerating them, I don't think we'd ever be finished by the end of our days. I was and, uh, struck.
0: I want to yeah. stop for a second because I was really struck by the power of we are your your deep, deep gratitude when the walk in happened your deep gratitude when you walked out into nature and you experienced color yes yes i was so moved by that because
1: your you wept I wept because the former soul, uh, she was very, she lived a very rich, she lived a very wealthy and monetarily privileged life, but she didn't have the richness of experience, which we can only experience through the openness of our heart, the openness of our soul. So when she opened the door from her termite infested, cockroach infested home that she allowed herself to live in because she thought so little of herself, and then she opened the door it was like Dorothy opening the door to Oz and she saw color for the first time and the green of the trees and the emerald green against the sapphire blue Mm. she wept she wept because of God's handiwork she God became very important to her whereas for 47 and a half years she was neither spiritual nor religious um and uh, she had no connection Really, no no true connection uh, to the divine, to source, to universal, to God, all that is. And yet she knew in that moment when she saw, she knew that that was God's painting and that God had given that to not only her, to everyone else to enjoy. And in that moment, she was able to enjoy it and she wept. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. So we'll get on to the fifth one. The fifth principle yes. is... Unconditional love. Mm. You believe in this and I can still unconditionally love you. My ex, uh, or not my ex, her ex, um, (laughs) and, uh, and whatever anybody's ever done to me, I co-created it to be so. And I see them as a mere actor in the theater of my life that they played a contrasting part. And I unconditionally love myself as i am that divine reflection i'm a child of god and i'm and i'm here by the grace of god you know because each of us is a miracle each of, of us is a miracle to be you know and, the, and and we take so much for granted so i love myself and as i see you sherry are me i am you so if i unconditionally love myself i unconditionally love you yes yes
0: and, and by following
1: those five principles, mm-hmm. we lift the burden of anything that is on our soul, and then we come to that we come to life as a child, and then immediately our vi- we're not triggered by anything, we're not reactive. Our vibrational energies can lift to be on the same level as the angels, and then we can easily connect with them.
0: Mm. Now. Can I go back to that you have the five principles, but if I want to know more, if I want – do you teach in some form? Do you have a class, a workshop?
1: Not as yet. I don't. Because okay. uh, I teach through my podcasts, Yes. I teach through every week, um, and they're all archived, um, and they have different titles. It's not just the Angel Healing House show. Yep. People can go. There's uh, there's consciously grieving mm-hmm. when my dad passed away a year ago. So many people said to me, "Oh, you're so uh, you're so spiritual. You know that your dad is still alive. You don't have to grieve." Mm-hmm. And I thought, "My gosh, do I have to write a write a, um, <laughs> a show about?" this. Yeah. Um, and uh, um, so there's, there's different ways I, I, I teach uh, through my books. Um, but I don't like the word teach because actually on the back of my brochure, I, I have stated many times that I don't teach anybody anything <laughs> as we all incarnate as spirit into physical form with all the knowledge and the wisdom inside of ourselves that we ever will need. But I lovingly help Uh, others to reconnect to their divine wisdom Mm -hmm. inside Mm -hmm. they have all the all the knowledge and the ancient wisdom that they'll ever need just like I'd never put on any of my brochures that I'm a healer because I am certainly not a healer God I I am the conduit for God to work through me but it's a contract between that client and God whether they're going to heal or not Um, so it's it's really giving that client that person whoever reads the book it giving, giving them that, their permission to be able to access what's inside of themselves already
0: yes because as you say so beautifully in your book as healers we do not need to fix the person as they are not broken we can help them rekindle their relationship with the spirit world and therefore help them rekindle their special relationship with themselves
1: Yes and that's the most important thing. I, yes. I remember I was in a in a workshop once and somebody asks me who is who is the the best masters out there and uh people had lots of answers and I I put my hand up I said uh he or she who masters themselves is the best master. Mm,
0: that's
1: beautiful. And that, mm-hmm. and that way you don't need a, another master. You don't need another guru or a shaman or anybody out there. You follow your intuition and tell your authentic story. I cannot express this enough mm-hmm. that people say, Oh, this is easy for you because you're a writer. I never took a course. I never, I never, I never went to a school and got a certificate. Mm-hmm. I opened myself to allow God to channel what is seated inside of me, an ability, a talent, a gift. And we all have it. You may not be a Picasso, but you can paint. You may not be a a Hemingway, but you can write. I mean, there are certain things that we have a bent for, and people stop themselves for a couple of reasons. They stop themselves because of money. They stop themselves because of ego and they start because they don't think they're going to make any money out of it of mm-hmm. ego or um or or they or success or fame and those mm. are not the those are not the reasons that children create children create because they feel divinely inspired to create and we shut that off because of our programming mm-hmm. i did i did want to uh, before we do run out of time i did want to go back and say how how um Uh, people can connect with a higher vibrational frequency, which will have them uh, connecting much more easily with angels, is to understand the reason why you're here. You're not here just to take another walk around the block on this beautiful earth plane. You're here, number one, to expand and to experience life. You're not here to figure life out. You're here to experience, to discover, to be curious, to be adventurous. Mm -hmm. That's the reason you're here, to experience and to bring forth. The second part of that is to bring forth your talent, your ability, your gift. And when you cultivate that passionately and enthusiastically and you share that with yourself and then you share that with your world the Universe reads that as an abundance and will send you more opportunities and connections to do the same thing and so that 's the first two the sec the, the really i guess the part B of all of that is that God has given us three distinct gifts that we can unwrap every single day mm. And the first one, mm-hmm. the first one is that you are more guided, protected, loved, adored, and cherished by the angels than you ever, and God, that you ever can imagine. So if you allow yourself, come to me as a child, if you allow yourself to be led, you'll sh- they'll easily show you the signs on what to st- where to step next. And I'll tell you that it goes against logic and rational. And justified <laughs> ways. But you know what? Miracles go against rational logic and justified ways. And when you live like a child, when you live like that and allow yourself to co-create and be inspired by taking inspired action mm-hmm. by God and the angel sign, miracles happen. The second is uh, abundance is your nature. Not money is your nature, You're not money doesn't come from, your money comes from uh, God, everything comes from God, uh-huh. it doesn't come from the earth plane. So if you have an abundant nature, you know that at any single second, you have the potential with your words, your thoughts, your abilities to change your reality. Yeah. And this is your abundant nature. And the third one is, everything happens in divine timing. Mm-hmm. Not in our timing. Our uh, the providence is the pr- providence of how and when life working out. That's the providence of God and the angels, oh. not ours. And the more you let go to that, then life becomes a treasure map. If something, if you've asked for something <laughs> and it's not happening now, yeah. It, you know, what that means is if it didn't happen now, it doesn't mean not yet. And if it never happens, then it means that something better is coming along. Because the angels don't have to wipe their body. They don't have to feed it. They don't have to de exfoliate it. They don't have to, you know, <laughs> do anything. Their only mission is to look after you and to service your intentions. And what you focus on. Mm -hmm. They can't interfere with free will. Uh You know, we we don't interfere with free will. But we can help you with your intentions and your desires and your dreams. But you have to let go to the how and the when. So we can do our job Mm -hmm. in order with our limitless, boundless possibilities to bring you miraculous synchronicities and, you know, isn't it amazing that those who believe in miracles usually experience them?
0: Oh Yes. <sighs> yes. Yes. And you have this beautiful quote on your website and on your material. And that is let go of the steering wheel of life so that God and the angels can drive you around to all the miracles.
1: One of the greatest. And I, and, um, pl- please do read my books because please do people. Uh, yes. I, I. I explain in detail. There is no exaggeration about how I met my twin flame husband, oh, Pete, yes. and uh, and it, one of the greatest, uh, you know, sort of acts of faith was we met on September twentieth as a fav- as a come as your rock star, come as your favorite rock star party. I had long curly hair. I went to Stevie Nicks. Yes. He come he comes in as the only Elvis with the white jumpsuit the red cape the pompadour hair and the aviator glasses Uh and three days after three days after he hears the voice of god saying ask her to marry you oh and he's and he and he he has shivers all over and he completely jumps up to his head and he said i can't ask this woman to marry me i i I want to, but I've only known her three days. So he waited for two more days. (laughs) And he said, he said, Candy, he said, it was like, like you were a Christmas present for me. And I couldn't wait for Christmas to unwrap it. He, he said, he said, when I considered asking you to marry me after another two days, I felt the hand of God on my back saying, All you need to do is ask this girl to marry you, and everything will fall into place. And that was was, uh, 13 and a half years ago. And uh, the decree that I wrote six months before that, Cherie, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I said, Thank you, God, for my twin. Well, before that, I said I've compromised myself in love, meaning the former soul. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't very honorable and respectful to myself because I settled and I compromised myself in love. I said, but this time, thank you for my twin flame relationship and marriage because I like the ceremony of marriage. And uh, I wrote down that we traveled the world together. We were the best of friends. Mm. Uh, nothing was more important than the relationship. Um, uh, the only physical thing that I wrote down that he had to have was some hair. I didn't say where. <laughs> he's, he's bald. So it, he is. <laughs> uh, and uh, uh, uh And, you know, um, what I wrote down six months before, he was everything that was in that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Wow. (laughs) It's, it is, it is, these are beautiful books, folks. They are beautiful, beautiful books. They're beautifully written. Um, you'll be so inspired and so enchanted and in, and everything. So they, what, what I do, okay.
1: What I do want to say about, uh, we've spoken a bit about I Am an Angelic Walk in the autobiography of myself, Angel yeah. Ariel, uh, but the prequel to that, The One True Home Behind the Veil of Forgetfulness, um, uh, just a little bit, it's about my, uh, my five when I was Ariel, when I wasn't Angel Ariel, uh, when I my, um the five most important past lives that I lived, and they were the most important because I grew the most spiritually. <laughs> and then what I did in the afterlife. I did yeah. I just wasn't given a halo and a harp and floated around. Um there, there's there's different levels that we can work on and the transition period that I uh the, the journey that I went through um, in coming from the physical to the non-physical uh our life's review the hall of akashic records where we meet with the um uh the etheric council and go over our um our book of life our contracts in our book of life um but so many people have said a couple of things about that one true home after about 30 or 40 50 pages into it they start to recall their own past lives. Oh my goodness. They, they because it's written with the angelic codes of light in sparking the memory that you oh, have done this man. before. Wow. They start to realize that they're multidimensional and they live on after the physical and it's and they start to cry. They start to say, "Well, this is and that's why it's written as an adventure because uh, you know, you're you're go you're experiencing it along with with uh, our heroine, me, Ariel. Mm-hmm. But then, but then they start to remember their own past lives that they've done this before. Oh,
0: amazing,
1: That's and amazing. Uh, and and they and they wake up to it, and they start to weep. They start to weep as they connect with the divine inside of themselves.
0: Mm. Oh, Candy! Wow, wow! One. True Home, Behind the Veil of Forgetfulness, another absolutely beautiful book. And then you have a children's book, which you describe first called Angels of Faith.
1: Oh, yes. This beautiful, and the way this book came. I'm so glad you're doing this. Oh my gosh, Sherry, the way that this book came to me, <laughs> everybody, everybody, the angels are trying desperately to get you away from your computer, oh. away from your phone, uh, to, to to connect with God's handiwork. One morning I woke up and I was hell-bent on writing, continuing writing my third book, and I heard a bird that was screeching outside, mm. and it was distracting mm. me so much, and I tell this... I I tell this in the um, in the beginning of the book that this book just didn't come to me as an idea it just didn't come to me it came to me through God speaking to me through this little bird and I went and I tried to find the little bird to see if uh, he was in in trouble and he was outside and um, uh, out of our bathroom window uh, in a disused clothesline and he was sitting on a nest and as soon as I locked eyes with him he or her he was they was throwing its head around and animated and I could not take my eyes off this bird. After a few minutes, uh, it shut up and I thought, oh, thank God, I can go back to writing. And when I sat down, (laughs) put my fingers on the keys, this book came out. And and after I finished, I I read it for the first time and I cried. (gasps) I cried because it tells us that each of us lives on and it's in the guise of a, of a children's book, like the little prince is oh, in beautiful. the guise of a children's book, because we are all children and this awakens, uh, inside of us that we live on. I would like to read the poem that is at the beginning of the book, because each of us is, uh, is, um, angelic in nature. And it, it and each of us is so divinely blessed, and we do not give any thought to this. I put my father's poem mm-hmm. he crossed away um he crossed over a year ago, and it's simply called the angel's poem, mm-hmm. and it highlights just how unique, how very special a vibration each one of us is, and it goes like this: mm-hmm. An angel once drew near to me and said in heavenly voice. I will give you but one wish. Pray, what will be your choice? I said, my godly messenger, I've traveled far and wide. I've had the best of teachers. You see, I'm not untried. And if I must but make one wish, well, my mind is clear and free. For rather than own all the world, let me but myself be. The world is inside each and every one of us. We do not need for anything. We do not want for anything. He wrote that when he was 11 years of age. Oh, your father. And the oh. the angel started coming to him when he was 11. And from that moment on, he slept with a yellow pad by his bed. And they would wake him up in the middle of the night. He was a metaphysician. He was... He was a man of the earth, of the earth, but he wasn't, he, he was in the earth, but not of it. And his, his work is just, is truly phenomenal. So I was very blessed. He was not only Claire Candy's father, but he has been a mentor and, uh, in uh, previous incarnations to myself, Ariel, um, and, uh, uh, just an, uh, the most amazing man. So Angels of Faith is one of those books your young children can, uh, can love it, can appreciate it, read it over and over and over again as it touches our hearts. Uh, but not only that, I have people, I had a, um, had a gentleman in an old age home call me soon after its launch and said he had read it and has ordered multiple copies for the elder care home where he worked. Oh. He said, he said, because those people that have lost hope, there's a lot of uh, people crossing over, those in bereavement, they understand once they read this book and it touches their hearts that we live on and it it gives comfort to those uh who uh perhaps have family members friends that have terminal illnesses so it is a book for all ages
0: oh candy thank you so much thank you're you welcome. so much you're welcome oh my darling well i'm uh i'm i'm going to have to say goodbye but i'm just i'm so honored that we got a chance to talk and that i can um introduce you to our podcast people and i will um uh, i'm just going to just close by urging everyone listening to please
1: please please go to angelhealinghouse.com.com. dot .com. <laughs> and uh, and i then they have a message for you. Cherie, they have a message for you. Yeah. The po- the posse of angels and I are 537 strong. I didn't explain this. Um, uh-huh. why, why the number 537 mm-hmm. is because five is the number of change and challenging people's perceptions on what is possible. Number five, uh, number three is the number of magic. Wherever two or more are gathered in my name, miracles happen. And number seven is the number of doing God's work. And so when you take that, the, the my uh, my angelic family, I'm either the f- number one or number 537, but it has to remain this number for this to hold this vibration. Um, and they are saying to you, they want to thank you. Thank you for all of the work that you've stepped up. To be this shining light, and by shining your light, you're allowing many, many others on the planet of sharing their light. And they're saying, "Beloved Sherry, thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We laud you. We laud you." Uh, Many times people think that we laud the angels, but it's the other way around. This what we are doing has never been done before on the Earth plane, and we are bringing light and we are bringing in the golden age. So they want to thank you very much. Mm you
0: candy
1: (laughs) you're welcome you're welcome
0: if you liked this recording and benefited from it please for heaven's sake share it with your friends if you loved it and want to hear more go to theglitchmovie.com forward slash how to connect with angels where you can listen and subscribe thank you so much